0: This is Daniel Kane from the Jacobs School of Engineering here at UC San Diego, and I'm here with. Uh...
1: Hi, I'm Jong-U Lee. I'm a PhD student at the UCSD Jacobs School of Engineering in the Nanoengineering Department.
0: And you got pulled into here today partially because you you sent an email and you said all science is exciting,
1: which is true. All science is very very exciting in general. You know, science drives innovation, which drives growth, which drives all the advances in our world.
0: Absolutely. And let's just dive into it.
1: So, the group I work in, the Laboratory for Energy Storage and Conversion uh, in the Nanogen department. And that's
0: Shirley Meng. Yeah,
1: PI, Professor Shirley Meng, now the the Zabel Family Endowed Chair. Yes, congratulations, (laughs) Shirley. (laughs) Congratulations. Yes, very, very exciting for her. Much well deserved. So, our whole group is, you know, 30 to 50 people. I can't keep track anymore of people who are fully devoted to sort of studying. Uh, the fundamental science around the materials and properties that really drive energy storage and conversion uh, reactions and devices. Well, what,
0: that's a lot of words right there. That's
1: a lot of words that basically say we study batteries <laughs>
0: cool.
1: in a fancy terms. We study batteries, battery uh, reactions, battery materials, battery degradation, anything along those realms. Sorry.
0: lithium ion, batteries. Lithium ion okay. batteries
1: were invented you know way back in the 70s okay uh, but the first commercial one was sony in uh, 91 and it was basically 20 years of de- materials development research to really understand the phenomenon and how these different materials interact because if they are really unhappy together they degrade really rapidly and you know we all expect a certain amount of lifetime from our batteries you know we don't we theoretically would want them to last years to decades right now maybe what a year or two is sort of normal for us but before before any of this stabilization work, they, you know, they would die almost instantly. Die so, almost instantly? You know, that like they would be dramatic. like, you know, like five, ten times before okay. they'd be kaput. And, you know, a lot of the work around new emerging materials is really sort of understanding how we can get these things to last longer, you know, because there's a lot of exciting work about, you know, lithium ion batteries are really, really useful for everyday life. And I know that they'll be the commercial ears for quite some time going forward. Wait,
0: That's what's in our phones. Yeah. Lithium, ion uh, in lithium
1: phones? ions in our phone. But okay. there's, of course, a lot of other uh, research around sort of newer materials that would be theoretically cheaper. Why is, why are batteries so, so yeah. hard? Yeah. There's a lot of reasons why it's so hard. One is we we're expecting to get a lot of energy from a very small thing. Just in terms of you know thermodynamics, that that's quite difficult. The other thing is um, my background is actually in electronics. You know, I'm a, I'm a physicist by training, and I, I all the devices I used to work uh, before with were all electron based, and I didn't really appreciate the complexity of batteries until I started here because batteries, if you study them, it's not just electrons that move around; they're actually physically moving ions. That's why it's called a lithium ion battery. Lithium ions are moving from uh, cathode to anode or anode to cathode. And the physical moving of actual ions or physical things creates a lot of strain, right? It's not just these tiny electrons that float around as these theoretical clouds, right? It, it, it's actually like mechanical processes that happen, which is what I think create a lot, much more complex problem here.
0: Oh, that's interesting. I never, that, that makes a lot of sense. I was listening to Shirley Mang last week talk about batteries and she was saying, or very loosely saying that they're kind of like a living organism. They
1: are, because at least at least a lot of the studies that we're doing sort of lead us to believe that because you're actually physically moving things around, there's a lot of strain that builds up. So you need sort of things that can breathe or something along those lines, something that has a bit of flexibility to it that can sort of accommodate all of these large volume changes. Well, they're not that large compared to what we see in the world, but you know, on their scale, these are actually quite catastrophic
0: relative to the <laughs> relative size to of the, the ba- size of the these, are, these are these huge
1: are... changes that are happening around mm-hmm. them and i really didn't appreciate it myself with my background until, until i really started thinking about it here from a material science perspective
0: so is is that one of the reasons why it's so hard to improve batteries because there's just crazy physical as you said strains and just actual physical things happening that
1: is one aspect and i think it's it's a fairly new way of thinking about it, it because it's also it's at this precipice where it's a bunch of different phenomena interacting with each other inside a battery. It's got the electron work. It's got the material science work. It's got all mechanical properties work. It's the electrochemistry work. There's a whole chemistry side that just blows my mind as well. And to make a really, really good battery system, you have to basically have a good comprehensive knowledge of all those fields. And I definitely don't have that. So it requires, I think, a good collaborative effort amongst really, really smart people to understand all these different phenomena that are going on. But if you take another step back, it's kind of freaking cool that they got this far already. <laughs> if yeah. you think about it, right? Yeah, it's,
0: it's pretty nuts. But so are, are you one of those people who, I mean, when you're in the trenches or something, you'll step back and be like, well, this is hard, but at least we're working for something that's going to be important for the future of society. I mean, do you? Uh,
1: I mean, I think, I, I mean, yes, it's nice to have something like that to ground you. But I think it's, it's short-sighted to say what is and is not important for the future right you know any science could theoretically be incredibly valuable to the future given the right applications it is it is nice that i don't have to work as hard to justify what i do right everyone knows what a battery is everyone knows that they're important everyone has the pain of having to plug in their phone every 12 hours because their lives revolve around the phone or
0: less (laughs) if you have too many apps open
1: right or yeah or actually leave it on the sun right you know there's the battery has been around in our lives for, what, 25 years now. It's completely changed our lives, and we're completely dependent on it. And, but because in, in terms of just grand innovation cycles, 25 years isn't that long, right? So the advancements they've had in the past 25 years have been quite extravagant, but our need of batteries has grown even more, which is why we're all so anxious about getting better better batteries out there.